Here's to the crazy ones, the misfits, the rebels, the troublemakers, the round pegs in the square holes, the ones who see things differently. They're not fond of rules, and they have no respect for the status quo. Welcome back, everybody, to another episode of Your Creativity. This time we are on Google Hangouts once again with Matt Madsen. Matt does a lot of different things. So I'm going to let him kind of give an description of what he does. So describe what you do, Matt. All right, Dylan. First of all, it's great to be here. I, uh, you guys have done so many awesome episodes, and so I'm, I'm excited to be in the Pantheon. Um, I appreciate that. <laughs> Well, and the and the title says it all, like creativity, and that's kind of what I love doing. I love being creative. Now I have different expressions of that. Boil it down to I love being funny for people. I love making music, and I love making art. And sometimes those can I use them all in conjunction. So I basically do creativity to help make other people's projects cool, and then also make my projects that I think are cool. Okay. Yeah. Making your projects the best they are and helping with others. That's collaboration's awesome. Um, it really is. And it's, you know, it's that, it's kind of fun. It's like a relationship of trust and it's, yeah, it's cool. So on the comedy side, what, what kind of comedy um, do you do? Is it improv? Is it stand up? Writing, I've done improv comedy since before. I'd like to, you know, I'd rather mention, you know, let's just say it was last millennium. Okay. But I did uh, comedy sports in Provo for since 2003. Before that, I did, I watched Whose Line Is It Anyway? And we did it in high school. And years later, I, I was able to many times perform with Wayne Brady, one of my comedic hero so i did music improv with him how, how did you how did it come about to meet him well actually it was on halloween uh two years ago he was at a cafe where my little two-man uh improv music band together with michael minto we were doing a set and little did we know 45 minutes into our set well i'm that's when I noticed 45 minutes, I said, wait, table watching us. And he's been there the whole time, but I hadn't made a, it was, he loved it. And we tweeted at him and then he eventually called us into audition for the show he was putting together. And I was, we, we've been, I would call him a friend. So that's, that's incredible. Wayne Brady. It's a good, good man. Yeah. It's insane. Yeah. It's insane. The amount of cool things we've, I've got to do with with him, and as he's been some, somewhat of a mentor, so that's awesome. Uh, Drew Carey came out to Wise Guys years ago, and that that was pretty fun to see to see him in person. And actually, the first time I saw you in person right. was at at Wise Guys. Miranda Sings was at the West Valley Club, and I saw you kind of helping her out. Um, how did you go about um, meeting her? Well, uh, great question. She's so great. Uh, Colleen Ballinger and her characters, Miranda Sings. I met her on a web series we filmed in Utah, directed by Scott Wynn, also known as Scott D.W. on YouTube. Uh, big YouTuber. Also, uh, 
James Alexander was a producer on that, and he lives in L.A. and is doing some big things. So they gathered a lot of YouTube personalities, um, you know, Glozell, uh, even Flava Flav, and <laughs> uh, <laughs> a couple other just uh, really fun people, John Grice. And uh, Miranda Singh, or Colleen Ballinger, was one of them, and, and I was a character on that after. And so we became fast friends and, you know, just goofing off with singing. Uh, we've done a lot of collaborations uh, singing with, you know, either songs I've written or just popular songs. So a creative genius, as as many people know, and I'm so glad that many people so. Yeah, and um, have you... Were you involved with the Netflix series at all? I I was not. I, I I've been a cheerleader of it, but uh, she kind of had a tight knit group of like her family, her brother, uh, her, and then she pulled in some really big dogs, you know, um, and uh, from from the office as well as uh, a brilliant, hilarious comedic actors. And so I was I was more of a cheerleader. I would send her messages like. I'm so proud and um, things like that. So, yeah, it was. A, I it guess was, I should plug it. Oh, sorry about that. Yeah, it was a fun series. I really enjoyed it. It, it was a great series, and 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 in fact, she just announced her season two is coming soon. So, so I, I will plug that for her. Go watch season two of Haters Back Off on Netflix. And I love you, Colleen Ballinger. And well, hopefully, she'll yeah, listen in a creepy way and a non creepy way. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then uh, the music. Music is what you mentioned next. Um, how does that work in and weave into everything? Yes, music. Uh, years ago, I had a band in Utah called Sweet Haven. And um, we had a song kind of catapulted us into some notoriety within like certain communities, um, a.k.a. Utah, a.k.a. other, um, you know, Mormon communities and things who heard this song um, that we uh, that I wrote and our band played called Go Back. And so that was kind of way I've, I've written music over the years. In fact, I have a back catalog of like over 100 songs that I'm, I will very soon release. So, yeah. Coming soon to a record store near you. Yes, sir. <laughs> In in prep for our interview, I looked at some of your more current projects. Uh, you've got a late night kind of talk show yes, thing. Yes, late part night of. loft. And you're you're kind of the music man on that. Tell us about that show. Okay, we film it in Studio City, California. Uh, I live in LA, very near there. But we film it in my friend Will Rubio, who's a uh, you'll you'll know him. Uh, he has a show. Uh, on uh, BYU TV, and he's he does he produces a lot of hilarious films and anything you might imagine. So Will Rubio, we put this show together and uh, with a couple of our improv friends, Tim Hayde and his wife Lexi Hayde. We we put we came together and we just said let's make something that we could, and and we've been doing it consistently. I, I believe we've. We went to shows where we've had that many guests, and and I, and it was something to be proud of. And I'm just the music guy on there, and the, I do the cut 'em ups and jokes. But uh, uh, interview show with with a musical twist. Well, that's great. I I only caught a few just 
for time constraints, but yeah, a really fun show. You keep it going. And Thank you so much. Yeah, we we're yeah, we're gonna we're gonna keep it going. So um on the music side, do you have any other projects in development besides releasing that old music and this show? I I'm I'm thinking about and, and this is stuff. I heard from a really brilliant man, the guy who I can't remember the actor's name, but he's plays Sergeant Dangle on Reno 911. He, um, Oh, Thomas Lennon. He, thank you. Thomas Lennon said, he's like, I'll have 10, 10 things, but only two of them may pan out. And, you know, often not even then it, uh, are you still seeing me? No, I, I lost uh, the video. I got I I am losing it and then getting it back yeah I just see your profile picture kind of all right blinking at me but we can still hear my audio still is recording yeah same here cool okay so so Thomas Lennon he Thomas Lennon said in it I believe it's on Nerdist um he has many projects but he has to do that because will turn out and so that's part of i found my creative process is like i say i'm going to do a lot of things but only some of them come out and so you kind of have to figure out which ones to nurture before you announce them so um i did some art with the dreamworks tv oh but you're asking about music correct music yeah i I'm getting ready where I just release it of my old stuff. So that will be coming before the end of the year, the end of the year. Okay. Next year, I'm going to release an, an album that I write. So that's the plan. So I'm going to curate a lot of my old music, release, release the best tracks on an album. And then under the radar, and then, then do another album. So then, if people are interested in going back and saying like, "Oh, he, he did this cool," so I can once I drop the freshly written album, then people can go back and I have a little more in my personal catalog than just, you know. Okay, so it'll be nothing. One will support the other. So, yes. So you, you you went into the art part accidentally. So what about DreamWorks TV and your artwork? Yes, I, I've I've done some of some things with them for their uh, YouTube presence, which is where a lot of the kids are watching. You know, so um, I, I was able to draw Powerpuff Girls. I, I was able to 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 work on, um, and then I've also was able to work on this one, which was um, how to draw, basically teaching people how to draw like a narwhal, uh, a mermaid, and fun things. And so those are on uh, on YouTube. And I was really excited to work on. I was a fan of the design of Powerpuff Girls. I was a fan of really well designed and a lot of talented artists. So anyway, it's it's fun to kind of put my art out into the world and share it. I do a lot on Instagram too. I have a hashtag Matt Matson Art if you're interested. Yeah, your your artwork's incredible. That's one of the reasons I was drawn to you. Besides the uh, the comedic stuff. Um, so how did you get from like, you know, high, high school, you know, and then finding comedy sports into, you know, what you're doing now, kind of, you know, what's the, 
the story of your path to today? Yes. Great question. I, uh, I went to high school in uh, Copper Hills High School in West Jordan, Utah. Just uh, we were the Go Grizzlies, <laughs> uh, but I was a I was a class clown, and I had always drawn my whole life ever since I was two. But there'd be years where I wouldn't draw. draw. Um, but I just was class clown, and then did a lot of acting through my twenties, and some art here and there. And then as I, I, I'm a father of a 16-month-old, so I'll wait for the applause to subside. Congratulations. <laughs> thank you, sir. Thank you. Thank you. And so since I'm kind of a stay-at-home dad who goes on acting and does freelance work when he gets it, um, and I'm not ashamed to say I'm a stay-at-home dad. It's the best thing ever. I'm proud to say that. It's so fun. Um. But but uh, my point being is, is napping, that's a perfect time. It's not a perfect time to play music because it's land. And so I thought, let's let's bring back my passion, which is art, hand, like drawing. I love drawing. Now I draw on my phone. All my art you see on Instagram, most of it is drawn on my phone. I, I use a stylus. It's a Galaxy Note 4. Very nice. Yeah, so so basically, my son has brought back, helped me remember my, and uh, I'm able to make a little money doing it, and that's not a not a bad setup, you know. So, um, what what conditions are most creative for you? You said you, you know, being a father got you kind of back in touch with drawing. What what sort of situations are great for that creative process? Yeah. <laughs> I, I think I think I ask myself that every time, coaches um, I have, depending on my mood. Sometimes, do you ever have it where you're like, I have to just draw, like, or whatever it is, whatever the creative expression. Yeah. Um, so sometimes I just ha have to do it, and sometimes it's got to be a discipline to say, you know what, I don't feel like it, and that's why I'm going to do it. I'm going to just start, and then eventually get into the flow of it, and. Say every time I I start drawing, I'm it's a clean slate. I don't I forget, I don't know how to draw until I start drawing and rediscover it every single time. And it, that's one thing I love about it. It's kind of a new experience, and it's there's some risk in it too, a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, uh, who inspires you? That that list, were it to be exhaustive, would be exhausting because we are all standing on the shoulders of giants, and as even that phrase has been taken from someone I don't even know. So too, but too, too, too many to name. Yeah, too many to name. But artistically, should we talk about like yeah, let's talk the illustration that kind yeah. of stuff. I, that's one of the biggest things I'm a huge fan of. In fact, I go to Comic-Con every year, to, and it's mostly to meet the, or talk to the artists, and a lot of my already know because I've been going of them like, uh, in comic books like Jim Lee. I grew up, my dad had a comic book shop. Oh, nice. Yeah, he had one in a fashion place mall like a uh, kiosk and then he had one in ogden city mall at the store where he still comic books and collectibles so a lot of my early influences were comic books todd mcfarlane jim lee um 
Garrett Campbell, uh, some of these really brilliant artists. If right, and then uh, um, as far as like painters, there's you've got like um, Peter Desev is an illustrator I love, but uh, Scott Gustafson, like a fairy tale, like really colorful, lush, uh, cool stuff. <laughs> I yeah that's a great question because a lot of people inspire me. I follow a lot of people on Instagram that that just make me want to up my uh, my skill level. And when I started this podcast, it, I think it was for mostly for a way for myself to keep myself inspired all the time, as well as inspire yes. others. So I, I'm I'm hoping that's coming across coming across in these episodes and. You know your posts inspire me. Just your, your your drawings are great. You're you're funny. Um, comedically, who inspires you? You talk about, you know, Wayne Brady, meeting him and becoming friends with him. Yeah. Yes. I I yes, comedic influences are huge. You have like the classics like Bill Murray, but also like Jim Carrey, and then like. Um, there's so many million improvisers out there too, like Keegan Michael Key and uh, people that inspire me, like Sarah Silverman and Louis C.K. and um, like I, I love getting a lot of eclectic influence because I think my, my product will be more interesting because I am of different ideas you know and it's yeah and I they all I, I i lost i went off the rails there first no that's okay they all have different perspectives so they can you know being favorites of the of a bunch of different things you see things different ways yeah well said <laughs> thank you <laughs> um my very first um the way i was first um uh, what's the word i'm looking for i'm off the rails now uh <laughs> No, I I feel like I'm following you. So yeah. Okay. The first time I saw you was on on the big screen, Unicorn City. Oh, I guess <laughs> that I, that the movie was great. It was like a the the guy that did Napoleon Dynamite. It was like that, but on not acid, but you know some type of drug. It was just kind of kind of nutty and crazy. I loved it. How did, how did you get involved thank with that? Thank you so much. That was a Utah production, wasn't it? Yeah, thank That's correct. It was it was a Utah you know, uh, uh, together with the Leffler brothers, uh, Brian and Adrian, as well as many talented filmmakers came, came together, as, as you probably well know, and you've had a lot of them on your podcast. There's a lot of talent in Utah. And Tons. Unicorns, Unicorn City was something very special. Uh, it, it was something magical to be a part of because it was a labor of love with everyone involved. And it was like, it was it has a special place in my heart. And I look at it and I say, that's a good film. Like that's... I'm trying to think that I've went through all my written down questions. Um, that's no problem. If so... I may say, I do, I can't show you now because uh, I only prepared this view of the room but i have a poster of unicorn city on my wall because and and yeah 
holds a place in my heart. So excellent. I I loved it. You were you're fun. You were so funny in it. Um, the, one of your collectors in that was from uh, Alias and um, Clerks Two. His name is that's right, Kevin Wiseman. Yes. How how is it working with him? I I just oh. look at him and he cracks me up. He is so hilarious um, on screen and off. He's a great person. And we, we've kept in touch over the years. Like, well, you know, even if it's just like liking an Instagram post or saying a comment. But, um, yeah, he's a really good guy. And, like, we got to spend some time because when we were promoting Unicorn City, we were down at Comic-Con. And so we got to hang out with him down there in San Diego at the, in the gas lamp quarter and go to – cool restaurants and so it was kind of fun and he he's just a hilarious dude kevin is like and he's always working he's always like doing his thing so yes i i consider him a hero for sure um do you have a dream project yes i write a musical like be thick musical to be like on screen. Like I'm not necessarily interested in launching like a stage play. Um, although if that were done, I, I, I wouldn't be opposed to it, but I think I would like to make a film musical comedy. And I don't know if it's even possible, but I, I, that's something that's interested me. The mu- musicals are big the theater and on, on the silver screen. So it, it's very possible. Thank you. I, I just, music is such a, you know, universal, powerful language. And like, of course, the visuals of, you know, Im- imagery and, um, you know, cinematic, like marrying those two. And, uh, you know, it, it's still, it may have a third element that I can't see yet, but I don't know if it should be like snippets, maybe on, you know, a little, okay, it's, Something with music and comedy. And you can have animated segments and work work in, you know, artwork. So true. That is very true. Like, like Xanadu, there's that you, one scene. <laughs> I love that. Yes. So the question I've been asking of our our interviewees, your favorite Muppet and why? Like, what was the question? Your favorite Muppet and why? Question. In fact, it's so timely because, in fact, I was so sad about it. I'm just getting over it. But the Muppets just played at the Hollywood Bowl. The Muppets take the take the Hollywood Bowl. Did you hear about that? Yeah. With, it was the first time the, the new Kermit sang. That's right. He sang Rainbow Connection. And it was there, the Swedish, all of them, all of them. Oh, okay, I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna throw a curveball. Okay. And then I'll give my favor. Are you ready? I'm ready. And and this is this is not a flippant thought. This is well thought out. I have a soft spot for scooter only because like when I was a kid, I had a little scooter, and people may even not even know who's right on the the doll, but all but like you know the stuff. But my all-time favorite, and this one I had an actual puppet of, was you ready? Yeah. 
He plays drums. He's loud, ladies and gentlemen. Animal. Animal. <laughs> Gotta say animal. I like, I love his chaos, but his like earnestness and like. His loyalty, but he's still, can... still there for himself. Yes. Like, oh, but granted, like. You, I could hear an argument for any of the characters. That's the beauty of the Muppets is yeah. they're so thought they're so well written characters in there. Uh, I mean, brilliant genius is doing that. That's one of my goals is is to have my son be able to. I'm by Henson Studios. I haven't gotten in there, so if anyone knows, anyone could you know alms for me or uh, you know get put in some calls. I would draw you something or make a song uh extolling your 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 yeah so you talking about animal a drummer reminded me of something i wanted to ask you about um please david grohl you and skippy jessup sundance skippy yes uh, dave grohl and jack black having images on your uh podcast if you bring them up at all um, I haven't yet, but I'll put stuff in show notes. Cool. Oh, dude, yes. The Dave Grohl story. So, well, and Tenacious D. If you, Jessup, you probably know him, and if you don't know him, you will soon know him. He's just a brilliant, hilarious guy. He's, he's, he's walks the line of, like, awkward, where you don't know if he's trying to or – but but then he's actually a really smart guy, very kind, very thoughtful. So so Skippy was invited by Dave Grohl because Skippy's always down at Sundance, Sundance getting like Skippy's awesome. He has shirts that say "I am Skippy." He'll hand out like oven mitts with "I am I love Skippy," and he he knows how to market himself, how to so. Dave Grohl was not giving pictures to anyone in, in Park City, but he saw Skippy and Skippy said, can I get a picture? Dave Grohl said, oh, wait, you're that guy from that documentary I watched because there was a documentary called Sundance Skippy. Yeah. So Dave Grohl knew who Skippy was. <laughs> awesome. Fast forward to weeks later, uh, Skippy gets a message from Dave Grohl's producer saying, hey, Dave's hosting Chelsea Lately. He wants you to come on and be his guest, be his Chewy. If you've seen Chelsea Lele, her sidekick is this short Mexican dude named Chewy. So Chelsea was going to be on vacation, I believe in London or something. And so Dave Grohl was the guest host. And so he invited Skippy and Skippy invited me. So I was just <laughs> a tag along riding his coattails. Thank you, Skippy. Um, but then I did win. I did a lot of work to uh, win us on Celebrity Name Game, which is a story for later. Okay. We'll have you back <laughs> for that one. <laughs> he does great and calls him slappy. It's funny. They're great. Afterwards, we go up the elevator, and it's only a few people, only the people who are in involved in the show. Right. And they're friends, and so... We go up to the roof of Universal Studios and, and Dave Grohl had chicken and he bought like champagne for everyone. And so we just ate some chicken and just looked over Universal Studios laughing and chatting with 
role of Nirvana <laughs> Foo Fighters, like one of the greatest like creative minds that oh, exist. Oh, yeah. And and of course, Tenacious D, you know, uh, the most the greatest band in the world, um, who need no introduction, but it was surreal and it was it was just as cool as you would think it was. And but they were they weren't putting on airs, they were just being people. They were just you were on the show existing come, in the moment. In. Yeah, come hang out with us up upstairs type of thing. Yes, yes, exactly. It was really fun and uh, I I saw enough of these things because if I could tell my younger self these things, like you you're living your dream. That's something to yeah, lucky uh, i um through wise guys i do the graphic design work for um wise guys design all the posters and everything and you know Dude, that's awesome man to a certain extent i i have those experiences from time to time like kevin smith i see see him every year we yes. have a few minute conversation and it just it holds me through to the next time and yes know. dude that is a great one he's brilliant he's i haven't met him but i'm a fan i've yes like he's, he's out there doing it. He's so like, yes. <laughs> what I love about him is, you know, he's creative in his, you know, own universe. And then he expands on that universe. Like, you know, who thought, uh, you know, them reading that ad on Smodcast would lead to, to three movies, you know? Um, exactly. Right. And he makes... Oh man, Tusk was like oh. <laughs> Tusk was messed up. <laughs> it was. It was like, like oh man, I, I I won't give any spoilers, but let's just say, yeah, it's, it's wow, it's transformative. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, right? Transform. But the fact that he made that, like, that's even just to say he made that, like, that's hilarious. Like, kudos. Yeah, I can't think of any other person who is allowed, well, not necessarily allowed, but can make their own, you know, make their own visions, you know, transform like that, you know, with very limited, you know, changing. Because you look at Disney and Marvel now, you know, you know, they're firing and changing directors all the time. Star Wars, they're changing directors all the time. It's like, just let them do their, that they're doing let them do their amazing work. And Kevin does Agreed. that. Um, another recent, yep. another recent celebrity encounter you had, John Cena, your, your brother, John Cena. Is that right, Don? <laughs> yes, that is right. Uh, I, uh, Matt Matson's my stage name. I am Don Cena, brother of, uh, Mr. Hustle loyalty and respect himself. You can see me, John Cena. Yes, that is true. I am, I am his long lost brother. So, uh, if if you want to put that link in the description, I'm sure the the people would love to see yeah, it. Yeah, it's a it's a fun video. Um, it was for a a company that John's involved with. Well, we won't. Well, I guess we can say it. Cricket Wireless. If you want to throw a buck, a few bucks out. Our way, we appreciate right. it. I, <laughs> yes, I, I exactly. Give us lots of money and phones and airtime. They don't call it airtime anymore. But um, <laughs> <laughs> oh, um, but I should give a shout out to James Alexander, who was another guy I mentioned. He was a producer on Doctor Doctor Fubulus, 
he was the guy who called me up and said, what are you doing on Thursday? I said, tell me, what am I doing on Thursday? Uh, yeah. So thanks. Thanks James for that call. And we still have to do dinner. So that's, uh, yeah, of course, of course. Yeah. Uh, we're going with another guy. There's a black dude in that video who plays another John Cena. He's awesome. CJ, who is also in Dr. Fubulous, great actor in LA. We're going to take him out to dinner. I, I, I don't know if that's, I'm probably giving too much private information, but you know, I, it, the least we could do it. He introduced us to John Cena, who's by the way, the hugest forearms, his forearms are the size of ham hocks. Yeah, I can only imagine. And like his grip, if I mean, you feel like you're shaking. Sweet, sweetest guy too. Like that, the you, yeah. He's just like you can see why he is where he is because he's kind. He's but he also has like that showmanship too, and he's can't say enough because it sounds like I'm gushing. But John Cena, I'm glad you're my brother, and. Uh, Thank you for being. He seems who you very, are, so. He seems very genuine, and that just seemed like an awesome experience. Uh, it, it's yeah, it's one of my favorite memories ever. So, and uh, it was really cool to be backstage and hanging out with John Cena, watching him watch these people's reactions. These people who were big fans of him and had been moved by him. In fact, I. I was leaving, but they filmed this other video that went really viral because it was John Cena reading how these people's lives had. Did I lose you? You froze up for a second. Oh, sorry about that. I uh, there was a glitch in the matrix. I'm sure. (laughs) (laughs) Well, awesome. Where where can people uh, find you on on the internets? Uh, If you want them to. Question. Most of my stuff I do is on Instagram. My username is Matt Matson, M-A-T-T-M-A-T-T-S-O-N. And yes, that's my real name. And parents, I don't know what they were thinking. <laughs> but uh, so, and then also on Twitter, at Matt Matson, And uh, search me on Facebook. Uh, that's, so most of my stuff's on Instagram. And uh Yeah. I'd love to hear if you have any cool projects. To I, I'm sure you get a lot of people who do interesting, interesting things. So, uh, you know, send me samples of your work. At the very least, I'll like say, uh, you know, give some feedback or like, hey, that's cool that you're doing that. So, because I, I want to encourage as much creativity as as I can because I've had so many people who helped me, and if I can do that for someone, please, you know. Uh, Awesome. Now, I don't want it to go where it's like someone on Eminem where like, yo, man, I wrote to you and you didn't get back to me. And then I'm upset, you know, and then I crashed my car and then, then you somehow find yeah, the tape and oh, I'm I'm dead now. <laughs> None of that. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Not don't go Stan on us. Right. Uh, that was I think his name was Stan. Stan but yeah. Like. Yeah. But I would say if I don't get back to you, also take that in. But know that I'm. I'm in my heart. I, I support you being creative. So um, <laughs> if I backpedaled enough, but I, I, I'll do my best to, to, you know, to, to look at your stuff. Um, Cause I, if anyone likes my stuff on Instagram, I, I'm sure everyone does this. I go check, check you out. So like if, if you like my stuff, I'll go, you know, see, see what you're doing. So thank you. 
Thank you. Awesome. Um, is there anything that we, we didn't cover that, you know, you want to share or say to the, the world? I, I, I feel like I must take this, this, this moment. I guess I will just give some love to, to my wife, Megan, and my son, Theodore. Thank them for because I wouldn't be where I am without them. There's, you know, support. And all my friends who have supported my creativity. That's a lot, uh, too many to name, but uh, so I guess I'll just say thanks and shout outs to all my fans, all my peeps out there, even you, Stan, um, and and you, Dylan. Thank you for inviting me to your cool podcast. Uh, like, it's it's awesome that you do what you do. So thank you for encouraging creativity and being creative yourself in doing so. So, well, thank you on on that that high note of me. I think we're, we'll end it there. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't blame you. I yes, drop the curtain and yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Thanks, everybody. Until next time. Podcast is done, man.